Hello friends, my name is Patrick Little and welcome to A Little History. In our first season titled A Mythology Apology. Each week I'll be bringing you stories from various mythologies and folklore from around the world. These stories can be some of the most iconic tales we've known and some of them are just really weird and obscure. So join me each week as I present this to you alongside a lot of shit talking, some weird segues and some weird silly sound effects. You're listening to A Little History. And now for the finale of The Curse of the House of Atreus. I'm just a trustworthy dad. Who immediately made her their queen. As a cow? No, as a human. Unfortunately, he trips on a tangled root and kind of knocks himself out. <laughs> so he's a horse mechanic and he's a god. He's a horse mechanic. I didn't need a freaking story about making pies, man. I know how to make a bloody pie. I'm Koshi the Deathless. <laughs> give me the fucking ball and I'm going to go down there and I'm going to give Gilgamesh a piece of my mind. <laughs> Sorry. Plexipus. Homeless Gandalf without a beard. I'm not going to help you at this point, but what you should do is you should leave your silver snuff box with us for us to remember you by. <laughs> silver snuff box. And she uh, she starts cursing Gilgamesh, being like, fuck you, Gilgamesh, piece of shit. So here has back to Mycenae with Cassandra the concubine. <laughs> is that what she's known as? And one job to do, mate. One <laughs> fucking job. Don't look in the closet. I'm glad I got your attention. Alrighty, so welcome back to our final, uh, final instalment in the saga. We got there, kids. We got there. <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> um, the saga for the the curse of the house of Atreus, uh, being the Mycenaean hero stories. And yeah, let's just uh, let's wrap this up, hey, shall we? This will be this will be great. Let's go. So we left with the very very famous uh, brothers Agamemnon and Menelaus, uh, ruling pretty uh, pretty well and uh, and pretty competently uh, in uh, Mycenae for Agamemnon and Menelaus for uh, Sparta will be where he rules. Um, so they're doing well by all accounts. Now, Agamemnon, he's gone ahead and he's Is there accounts that they got to write in history? (laughs) (laughs) They're doing very well. They've definitely helped out with it. Yeah, they've done done well. Glowing reports thus far. (laughs) So Agamemnon has gone. He's uh, he's married Clytemnestra. So Clytemnestra, who is the daughter... Clytemnestra. Clytemnestra, who is the daughter of uh, Tyndareus. Do we know her? Tyndareus. Hey, do we know her from Clytemnestra? Or is she? Well, she's, no, she's no, no, the mother. Oh no, no, Tyndareus is a man. He's the king, king oh. of Sparta. Okay, okay. Don't need to worry about him all that much. But all that much, okay. So, so Agamemnon. It's it's a very important marriage because Agamemnon's marriage to Clytemnestra uh, opened the door for his family to rule in Sparta. So Menelaus, he marries Clytemnestra's sister, Helen, the famous Helen. Helen of, Helen of, of, Helen of just Sparta? Or Helen, Helen of Sparta at this stage. She's got a face that, could, that, that can do things. Not yet launched the Raise thousand eyebrows. <laughs> just eyebrows at this stage? Just eyebrows. See what else? Um, now, uh, Clytemnestra and Helen also, also have two brothers. 
by the name of a castor or uh, and and polyjuices. Now polyjuices also comes across as pollux, depending on if you go the Greek or Roman sources, because uh, both the Greeks and the Romans uh, had or Greek and Roman writers, I should say, uh, you know, write different accounts. So I've I've taken what I think are the best bits of both and put it into this story. So this is the jambalaya. You yeah. just well, yeah, this I is just all mix of it. As an Australian writer, you just ignored the Romans and the Greeks. You've done your own thing. Doing my own thing. This is a little mix. In their best parts. Yeah. <laughs> so Castor and Polyjuices, uh, they're known as the Dioscuri. So I wouldn't know, wouldn't, you don't need to remember that. I just wanted to just name drop that in there because they, they partake it's already in a gone, lot of, don't worry. They, nice. They go, they partake in a lot of, a lot of adventures um, throughout, uh, you know, Greek mythology. So they're about, they're not about now though. They're just, they've kind of, mm -hmm. they must be off pedaling some sort of adventure because you don't really hear too much about them in this, uh, this part of the tale. A side story, okay. <laughs> I've got another side story for you because all, uh. all these children of uh, Tandarios. So Tandarios is the king of Sparta and his, his wife, his name is Leda. So one of the side stories is a few of the sources uh, claim that all the sons being Clytemnestra, Helen, Castor, okay, sorry, Castor and Polyjuices are all born from eggs. So not the uh, not the not the uh, normal yes not the normal birthing no, you think of, uh, and this well, this is perfectly yeah. explained because uh, it's it's it's, uh, it's it's explained that Zeus uh, came to Leda and seduced her when he was in the form of a swan. So there you go. <laughs> I was going to say chicken, but yeah, okay, swans just as yeah. <laughs> all right. So he was a swan and had sex sex with this poor woman. He had some Leda. <laughs> not just I'm assuming once. it wasn't. Was it consensual? Well, he's, <laughs> or did he just... he, 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 well, he's, a, he's the king of the gods. He's, he's the master lover. So, you know... It's, you know guess he was a swan. One. Well, I'm sure At she... At that would... stage, he was a swan. Well, it's, it's hard because you could say, oh, I just got raped by Zeus. Everyone's like, raped by the king of the gods. Oh, geez, that's all right. Um, you know, raping's not good, but no, oh, king of the gods. And then you could be like, oh, I got, maybe, got raped. Maybe it was just a rogue swan, but... And then she just thinks it was Zeus. <laughs> she goes, oh, it's Zeus. <laughs> Zeus, everybody. Oh, Zeus is raping me. Oh, <laughs> my kids are eggs. Huh? Okay, well, could, <laughs> could be like the immaculate birth. No one wants to know that she was having it off with a swan. Yeah, <laughs> just, oh, def Maybe definitely Zeus. Definitely Zeus. That's the Da Vinci Code secret. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, and born Ooh. from an egg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's just a little bit of side story there for you. So this is this is what happens in uh, you know Agamemnon and Menelaus sort of uh, growing and consolidating their rules, starting their families and 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 all that. Now uh, a little conflict arises. You might have heard of it. Uh, it. It comes across with one of the powerful city states across the Aegean, uh, known as Troy. Oh no! Little known, little Brad known Pitt. conflict. Where's Brad Pitt? Eric Banner. Oh, where are they? Hero he's, he's off getting oh. trained by a centaur at this stage. But, you know, he's, 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 <laughs> pre he's prepping. Classic, he's prepping. classic banner. Yeah. Classic. So, so he's a method actor. So. so the story of the Trojan War definitely warrants its own podcast. Uh, but I'm just going to cover some of the, the small things, which I'm sure you know. You've seen the big movie, which was... Uh, something um you know you know the general story <laughs> looking looking back i've re-seen it and gone oh why did i like this so much what was i on <laughs> orlando bloom please oh get off the screen God. anyway so the important things you need to know uh concerning this tale that come from the trojan war is uh the the before the greek 
uh, fleet leaves, so the famous thousand ships, before they're able to leave. So they all get to a staging point at Aeolus, uh, which is the point where Agamemnon's like, everyone gather here and we'll, we'll set sail across the Aegean and we'll go, we'll go fuck up Troy a bit. Um, so they're all, they're all waiting there and the winds are just being, they're not, they're, they're not doing the right thing. So in terms of it's not it's not fair weather for sailing, and it's been like that for a while. They're like, shit, we're gonna get this war, we're gonna get going soon. I was this 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 war gusto, we're gonna lose it. We're not gonna be able to you know wage war. And it turns out um, that Agamemnon had actually brought down a stag in a grove that was uh, sacred or favourable to the goddess Artemis. Um, oh, he did, did he? Goddess of did the he hunt. Know? Did well, he, he took it. He it? took it. No, I'm not sure she worried too much about that. It was more so afterwards. He starts boasting. He starts puffing his chest out, saying he's he's a he's a fucking awesome awesome hunter, and he's as good a hunter as the goddess herself. Oh uh, well, going by the movie of Troy, Agamemnon did seem like a bit of a dick. So he, he, yeah, he was a, he was a dick, correct. But you know, yeah. <laughs> you can you can imagine Artemis. She's sitting there going, "He's like, oh yeah, I just I just killed this stag," and she's like, "All right, fine, you, you killed a stag. Well, I'm the goddess of the hunt, so I can't I can't fault you there." And then he's like, "I'm as good as the goddess herself." She's like, "What? I'm gonna fuck you up, mate." <laughs> so he had a, had a couple of vinos of his mates and started... yeah, starts running his mouth off, and she's not she's not happy. <laughs> so one of one of Agamemnon's soothsayers, so you know you know them, the guys that look in the entrails and then throw bones around, and you can tell you you know what what day someone's gonna be born on and all that jazz. <laughs> I have seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, so I do know that. Yes. Oh, I hope. <laughs> Yeah. A bit more blood, yes. <laughs> exactly. So he does, you know, a little bit more blood. Blood of uh, eyeballs of a crocodile, testicles of a newt. Um, yeah. So he's he, probably men in tight, Sorry. Yeah. His his name is his name is Calchas. So Calchas. Calchas. He, he makes the connection between Agamemnon and how he how he's offended the goddess and uh, and their current uh, calamity. So he goes, oh, if all we need to do is Agamemnon needs to make a sacrifice to Artemis. Uh, and then we can then we can chuff off over to Troy and uh, have have ourselves a war. We'll get some good wind and we'll be able to yeah okay yeah. Now the only thing is, uh, which I'm sure wouldn't have gone down too well with Agamemnon, is Calchas is like, all right, the sacrifice, however, needs to be your daughter. And he's like, oh what? <laughs> and he told that from his <laughs> his blood and his eggshells and whatnot. Well, yeah, like don't <laughs> it has to be your daughter. That's yeah. a price. That's a big price. Like, don't don't piss off the god of the hunt, goddess of the hunt. She'll get you. Uh, did she come from an egg as well, or did the egg stop from there? What came first? What do you mean? Oh no, no, that's this. Uh, she's the daughter of. That's uh, his wife. So, so Clytemnestra, Cly, Cly, she came from an egg, and the, yeah, the yeah. children that she's had with Ag Agamemnon, they're just regular kids. That's what I'm saying. They didn't come from eggs. No, no, no they're eggless. Eggless. Okay. So they're just normal free humans. Normal, normal free humans. Uh, Ephigenia, which is the name of the the poor girl uh, who's to be sacrificed, she's not as free. Uh, Clytemnestra takes. Did it say which daughter she needed? To... Did he have many daughters, or he had the one daughter? Well, he had, he had to, to kill to... this one. So her name is Ephigenia or Ephigenia. Um, mm. So she gets she gets dressed up by Clytemnestra in her bridal wear. So she's. You know, basically her Sunday best, the best thing she'll ever wear. Um, and Clytemnestra oh, like <laughs> whisks her down from Mycenae uh, down to where are we saying it was Aeolus? 
Aeolus. Has um, they, have they let her know that she's going to be sacrificed? Or well, it's un it's unclear. She just she's going out. It's unclear. She <laughs> might think she's, she's getting wed, and then and then as soon as she Bum gets there, <laughs> yeah, as soon as she gets in there, she gets slaughtered and uh, sacrificed. Yeah, here's your husband, a knife. Here's your husband, Mr. Dagger. Yeah, enjoy. Um, so, so yeah, so so you got to think about that. Uh, obviously, not going to sit too well with the mum, uh, Clytemnestra. Although she, it's a little bit strange because she was like, "Oh, I'm going to definitely bring Ephigenia down." She wasn't part of it. Maybe she's she didn't know. Fingerprints all over. Maybe she didn't know. Either way, she's got she's got blood on her hands, and she's probably not going to take that well. Um, and and another thing, um, you know, just slight sort of curse related for the family is um, when uh, the Greek camp at or outside Troy gets hit by a plague by Apollo, mainly because Agamemnon refuses to accept a generous ransom offer for a captive he's taken. So uh, according to some of the sources, the what the, uh, the gentleman's agreement was for captives, so if he captured somebody who was important, and uh, this, this uh, girl by the name of uh, Crassais, I believe it is, um, her father, uh, is, she's the only daughter, or the only, basically the only thing that this father has left. Um, so he basically gives a generous ransom to Agamemnon to, to free her. And Agamemnon, in his arrogance, says, nah, fuck you, mate, I'm going to keep her. Um, you know, fuck your ransom, none for you. So he's bringing um, all these against, things in himself. Which, yeah, which which is against all well, every, all of his advisors are like, oh mate, you should take the ransom because that's like the gentleman's agreement. That's what you're meant to do. And Agamemnon's like, fuck you, mate. Uh, nah, she's mine. Uh, and then Apollo's like, uh, fuck you, mate. Here's some plagues on your camp. And everyone's like, ah, oh, shit, Agamemnon. <laughs> I love I love how all the punishments don't directly involve Agamemnon. They're like, oh, you got to kill your daughter. Oh, we'll just kill everyone else around you, but not you. You're not affected yeah. because you're a psychopath anyway. Like he cares if his daughter's kidding. Jeez. So anyway, uh, yeah, Agamemnon make he makes it up to Apollo and all that uh, in in a in a way still a dick, but you know that's just another example <laughs> of, 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 it, of the curse. <laughs> another another example of the curse not really being uh, being too awesome. So that's 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 the two main sort of curse related things I'm taking from the whole Trojan War. But as I said, we'll probably we'll probably do a whole uh, an episode on that anyway. Won't be a series because it's a fairly long war, ten years worth. Um, well, the movie's we'll at least there. two hours. So yeah. Anyway, um, Agamemnon, Menelaus, all the Greeks, and uh, you know uh, Odysseus, Achilles, Ajax, um, all the all the big players. They're all over there. Oh, name them all. Oh, where's Sean Bean? Who was he again? Hey, it was he was Odysseus. Odysseus, that's it. Yeah. Sorry, that made me cry I when I remembered that. that he was Odysseus. I was like, oh, he was such a like. I love him, but that that Odysseus was terrible. He, was good. <laughs> hey, he did he did the best of what he had, right? Yeah, he, I suppose he was trying it was to. Make... It's better than Brad Pitt yeah. pouting for two hours. <laughs> it's been upset. That's why no one will ever remember your name. You're like, oh, Brad Pitt yeah. slam. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they're all over there. They're fighting this little battle, this little war. Little old thing, yeah. Yeah. Clytemnestra, she's back in uh, Mycenae, and she's still stewing over the fact that Iphigenia's, you know, been been served up to the goddess. She's not happy at all. She's not angry at the goddess. She's uh, she's directing all of her wrath at Agamemnon. She's like, you're a piece oh. of shit, mate. You are going to get it. <laughs> And so, she, so at, at some point during uh, during this 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 tale with her, she has a dream where she's got a snake and she's suckling this snake at her breast, 
the snake bites her breast and draws some blood and she's like oh shit what a weird dream it must mean something snake and then you're just like well why you're like why are you telling me about that now pat i'm like oh because i'm freddy foreshadowing just uh, remember that for later oh, on <laughs> so remember a snake biting a tit oh, and that's boy. a dream that she had so been... just think that every dream you've ever had uh, has some bearing on the everyday for you all my snake, all my snake ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, she said having dreams like that, um, you know, that's but you know that that's all right. So she stayed behind in Mycenae, as I said. Agamemnon's off fighting the Trojans, um, and she's she's back there with her children. So or with their children, I should say. So they have uh, three children um, before Agamemnon departed. Um, the the eldest mm-hmm. being Orestes, or their son Orestes, and then two daughters by the name of Electra and uh, Christo. Sorry, Chrysothemis. Chrysothemis. What a name. It's a good thing I don't have to say that name much, this, uh, this story. <laughs> anyway. Hot names around Greece at that stage. One of the top <laughs> 10 baby names. <laughs> anyway, so um, at this time, or around about this time, Orestes actually gets sent away by his mother um, uh, to stay in, in Phocis, which is in like central Greece, so north of where they are, a little bit further. Um, just central Greece to hang out there with one of his mates, uh, Pylades, who is the son of the king of Phocis. So, you know, Orestes, he's not sitting in any, he's, he's not in squalor or anything like that. He's still... Uh, still so, so all these all these myths are just about rich kids. Just still living it up. <laughs> rich, kids, rich, rich kids with first world problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> snake dreams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, uh, Clytemnestra, she sent Orestes away probably because she wasn't sure how he would react to her new lover. And can you oh, guess no. who her new lover is? Is it Brad Pitt? Better slash worse. It's our boy from episode two, Aegisthus. Oh. He's back. No, back, where baby. did he come from? Is he the snake slivering in? Is, who knows? Is he nibbling drawing blood? <laughs> nibbling some boob in sleep dreams. Like he's, I don't know oh, what he's, he's been doing. Rich. He's back. <laughs> These kids are so entitled. Back from obscurity. And just the queen, no less. Yep, back from obscurity, back into the bed of his own half-brother, if you remember. Agamemnon's his half-brother. He's banging his wife. So oh, he's classic. Agistus, like, you uh, you dirty dog. That's deserved. Yeah, <laughs> Agamemnon's a dog. <laughs> Agamemnon's the dog, man. Uh, so, so as well as being dirty at Agamemnon for killing Ephigenia, you like you, you know, you're gonna you're gonna wanna give some revenge for that, but you know, you could possibly forgive Clytemnestra for doing like, you know, for stepping out on Agamemnon with uh, Aegisthus, because she's um, uh, operating, <laughs> she's operating under the cloud of Aphrodite. Going by every story that we've had so far, well, the saga, she's a woman in this story, so she's bound to be raped or killed any second. So she should do what she likes. And do it. <laughs> she should have some fun. I, uh, I've, I've, it up. You know what? I fully, I fully get behind that. I mean... <laughs> Mm. women they've got to have their fun in these stories about as much as you want love yeah if it's your choice go for it this is not a woman's world You're about not to have one yeah they need to have their fun where they can because the writers are not 
they're not kind to them. The writers were all men. Yeah, so Clytemnestra, she's act, she's operating under the influence or the effect, we'll say, of Aphrodite because her father, uh, Tyndareus, he's forgotten at one stage to sacrifice to the goddess Aphrodite. Oh, he didn't. Aphrodite's gotten she got one job, buddy. Well, oh, he's forgot one time to sacrifice to it. So she's like, fuck no, you, No, he just mate. didn't kill that goat. Yeah. No, didn't do that. So she's gone ahead, Very not punished fickle. him. No, hasn't punished him. She's made Clytemnestra just a little just a little bit slutty and just like, all right, I'm, I'm going to get you to mess around on your husband. So it wasn't even her own bloody... No, just, it wasn't just, even her doing it. Just filled her with lust. So she's still a puppet. This poor woman. No, no, <laughs> still a puppet with probably, you know, stepping out with their geeses because, you know, they're a poor, a poor man's Agamemnon. Like, that's you sort of, you stand them both next to each other. Everyone's like, fucking Agamemnon every day, mate. But uh, you'd say that, you know, she's possibly uh, shooting, shooting, shooting lower this time, this time because Aphrodite's just... She likes good. a slummet, you reckon? Well, maybe. Works the rough kids. She goes, oh, oh, tell me you're the product of rape again. I'm the product of rape. Oh, yes. Get it. <laughs> anyway, so, but, you know, it's so, so you've, you've got that going. But then again, she's still pretty, like, she still wants to have it out with Agamemnon because, you know, he sacrificed their daughter. So you've still got that. It's just, you know, it's just a little bit of extra. So she's still extra- holding on to that. Yeah. Jeez, the <laughs> Bit of extra wood on the fire. She's, uh, She's yeah, she's holding on to it. Everyone holds on to everything in these stories. Anyway, she said uh, sorry. Come so, on. but Agamemnon, he's sort of attuned to his wife at this at, at this point because before he left, he's gotten one of his mates, a trusty bard, just a trustworthy bard, to guard against any potential unfaithfulness by Clytemnestra. So, he's you know a bard like a, like a muso. You've gotten some dude to hang out with a harp because musos don't they, they don't they don't attract anybody, do they? So something. he's got a bad, he's got a band member. So a guy that's in a band to look after his wife. Yeah. No, what are you doing, Agamemnon? He's going to be slumming a big dog. It's a poor choice of uh, character. Poor judgment, I think. He's got a, um, he's got a shitty car. He plays guitar. Oh, hates the world. Oh, he's all over it. No, oh, but she's definitely strumming something with him around. I mean, Musos, gotta love it. Mm. Gotta love it. Anyway, so um, but it, you're not going to hear much about this bard because as soon as they're sure about each other, Clytemnestra and Aegisthus, they decide to abduct this bard uh, and then maroon him on a desert island. This poor guy. So because uh, to be fair, he did get given a job by the king. Yeah. his wife. <laughs> Mate, you want to look after my wife? Sure, man. Why didn't he just say no? You can't sure refuse a king. Even better. You can't refuse a so king. They maroon him. Yeah. Is that the option? They didn't bother know. trying to kill him, like outright. I mean, he dies on this island because he doesn't have any. It's a desert island. I was about no. to say, does that also count as living out your days? Living yeah. out your days on a nice island. Just give him a shiv. Just give him a shiv. What are you doing? Why are you taking the extra? Going the extra mile to to off this these guy? These rich, these rich pricks are uh, <laughs> tools to the rest these of society. Plans, <laughs> plans are terrible. Anyway, so they that they happen. They uh, they maroon the bard. He's out of the picture, and they begin living openly and ruling openly in Mycenae. Um, for about seven years of this happens, they uh, they, they rule for that time. But no no news of this crosses the Aegean Sea to the and, and reaches the ears of Agamemnon. He's completely none, none oblivious. None of this hot gossip gets across. <laughs> Nobody hears it at all. Think TMZ would be ah. blowing up with this shit. And he's just like, oh, I'll just keep attacking the city. Don't worry about it. 
Uh, camera in his uh, face on the battlefield. What do you think yeah. about this? <laughs> you watched Banging the Kids. What? <laughs> Uh, so anyway um yes this uh the trojan war ends the greek forces succeed in storming the fortress city of troy uh they loot it plunder lots of murder lots of uh, riches and wealth gained uh in the way of jewels and and, and gold and, and minerals and stuff like that but as well as slaves um and am among the riches agamemnon takes captive a princess of troy by the name of cassandra cassandra so a what i just couldn't What's help her name, but sorry cassandra Cassandra. How do you sound that out? Cassandra. Okay. Yeah. That just sounds think, like a normal name. Cassandra. <laughs> so she's just Cassandra. Plain. Just think like um, uh, Wayne's Jane. World. Wayne's World. Cassandra. She's such a babe. Just like, just think like that. <laughs> Why is she named Cassandra and everyone else has weird ass names? Because Greek that's, names. that's a name. Like Cleopat Cleopatra's a Greek name. I'm... I'm aware it's a name, but it's okay. Cleopatra and Cassandra are nowhere near each other. People are still called Cassandra. You don't see people walking around called Cleopatra, do you? Uh, Cleopatra coming at you. Rest my case. <laughs> Is that someone you know? or? <laughs> I know. I know the song. Anyway, <laughs> <These songs are. laughs> it doesn't matter. So yeah. he's taken captive. I digress. He's, yeah, he's taken captive uh, Cassandra, Princess of Troy. She happens to have the power of foresight as well as uh, being Cassandra known. is such a good name, too. It's so bogan. Oi, Cassandra! <laughs> Tell us the future. The future. <laughs> so she's known as a truth teller, which, you know, you'd think she'd have a little bit more foresight, you know, been able to see that she's going to get taken captive and, <laughs> and, and all that. But Agamemnon, he makes her into his concubine and then brings her back westward with him. There's a world. There's a word, sorry. Nice. Yeah. So he heads back to Mycenae with Cassandra the concubine, uh, and he returns victoriously to my scene. <laughs> Is that what she's known as? Cassandra the Concubine. She's like, I'm a sea, I can see shit. Her name isn't so boring now. Cassandra <laughs> the Concubine. There you go. So he's back in Mycenae and he's welcomed with the honours befitting of a king by Clytemnestra, of all people. She's happy. Uh, she's she's concealed her relationship with the Geestus. So he's like, you know, hiding behind curtains or something like that. And she's like, oh, yeah. Well, throne, yeah. well, welcome back, Agamemnon. Yeah, come back, you all. Hey, baby. Yes, well done. Good win. Um, come this way. And so, like, he's welcome back. He's like, yeah, Agamemnon, beat the Trojans. Come on. And so she's like, oh, no worries. Was like, he speaking to himself in the third person? He, he does that now. Come on, Agamemnon. He's, he's a dick. We've established he's yeah. a dick. I could see him doing that. Anyway, and so um, Clytemnestra, she draws him a warm bath and tells Agamemnon, you know, gives him a, gives him a bit of a, bit, bit of good, good talk. And then uh, says, oh, you know, she could undress, get relaxed. You deserve it. You've been fighting hard for 10 years. Relax, have a good bath. Uh, I'm going to come and give you some sexy time. Uh, I'm going to send away all the attendants. That's a good honey. That's a good honey pot. A bath. I would take a bath from anybody. So I would take a murder. <laughs> if I knew it was dangerous, I'd be like, oh, a bath? Yeah. So she, uh, she sends away all the attendants. Uh, so they're going to have a bit of privacy. And so uh, she's waiting for the king to be at ease, just, you know, relax and all that. He's been fighting hard. And then at, um, after a moment or so, Aegisthus, who has been concealed in the room all along, he springs out. Oh. He springs out with a dagger. Clytemnestra gets a little Clytemnestra dagger out. And they uh, stag, <laughs> they stab Agamemnon. <laughs> the, the, old, the old Wild West guns. She's one of the holster. <laughs> a little mini dagger for a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so they uh, they go ahead and they uh, give Agamemnon the old stabby stab and they uh, revel in his blood in the pool. So, yeah, a little bit weird. Talk um, about a relaxing bath. See yeah, you later. yeah, blood orgy. It's a good end. <laughs> of his brother 
and her ex-husband. Yeah. Now, Clytemnestra, she feels great. So was she possessed by Aphrodite to do this as well or oh no this is this own accord no this is her own accord because she's uh she feels this is one for the ladies one for the ladies one for the girls yeah let's hear it for the girls yeah now now she feels great because she's avenged her daughter Iphigenia for being sacrificed by Agamemnon and now she can just go back to you know business as usual with with, no no, business as usual with Aegisthus yeah exactly they can just uh rule and be happy now, not quite, because if you remember, her son Orestes, he's uh, he's been a bit restless in uh, in, in focus all this time because oh, no. he's he's Where's heard he's heard about the story, he's heard about the betrayal and murder of Agamemnon, and uh, you know by his mother and her lover, and she he feels that he needs to act, and so he uh, he travel he takes his time because he travels to the Oracle at Delphi. Very famous oracle. It's a very famous site. I've been there, um, and he gets the clear. Uh, he gets the clear. The all clear from Apollo, who assures him that it's okay to go and kill his mum and her lover. It's the right thing to do. It's the Apollo thumbs up. Um, and so Orestes, he makes his journey uh, to license uh, to kill. Yep, Jesus, exactly. Double O Orestes. Hello, oh. <laughs> <laughs> kill me. Oh Jesus. god, off the cuff as well. Um, Yep. Uh, so <laughs> was it? <laughs> it really was. Uh, so I bet you've got that written down in front of you now, just crossing out. Like, oh, I did not I really don't. That's, <laughs> this is that bad. It's tuned in me. Um, yep. So Orestes makes his journey back. He's returned to Mycenae, but he does it in secret. And he does it with the help of his, his good mate, Pilatus, who is the one he was mm-hmm. staying with uh, in... Oh, what's the name of the city? Shit. Forgot it. Uh, in focus, oh, sorry. Yeah, so Pilates is he's good. He's good oh, you uh, need to focus. Was that a joke too? It's too many beers. Oh, <laughs> I do need to focus. Oh, yeah. shit. Uh, yeah. Will Smith. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So he, he returns in secret with the help of Pilates uh, and, his, and the help also of his sister, Electra, is in Orestes' sister, Electra, who's the daughter of Clytemnestra and Agamemnon. Electra, what a uh, good name. Yeah, she helps yeah. And, and encourages him in his plan to kill um, kill their mum. Oh, these kids must be bored. They're all just jumping in on, yeah, I'll help you kill them. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel Can like I it's... Um, um, I feel like it's Gossip Girl, but everyone has, like, murder and daggers and shit. Everyone's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, Chryso, no. Chrysothemis, she's not as... She's not as keen on this whole thing. She's not down with it at all, but she doesn't really do anything. She's just against it. She's like, oh, I don't want any part of this. Locks herself in a room. <laughs> That's going to help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Chryso. You're the best. Gonna... Good in a crisis. Um, anyway. No. Yep. <laughs> um, so Orestes makes it through the palace, finds his mum, Clytemnestra. Um, call back to the dream because he kills her. <laughs> Boom. Dead mum. No. There's your snake. Dead mum. Yep. That was the famous mum. That was the best woman character we've had in this <sighs> saga. She's gone now. Well, to be honest, like she, she got a chance to have her fun. She got her, her comeuppance. She did. She's had more than a lot of other, <laughs> lot school, of other women in the school story. School one for the ladies were about 200. Go in for the ladies. Yeah, and then obviously goes and kills her lover, Aegisthus, who, if you remember, killed his father and his grandfather. So, yeah, like pretty, pretty good. Same uh, person, but however, the same person. No, Aegisthus killed um, Agamemnon, oh, yes. Orestes' father, and then uh, Atreus. Oh, Atreus, sorry. Atreus, who's uh, Agamemnon's father, Orestes' grandfather. 
So he's got a bit of a, yeah, he's, he's righted the wrongs, so to speak. And it's, it's so right that supposedly they summon the ghost of Agamemnon to witness the deed and be like, yeah, look, I'm avenging you. And Agamemnon's like, great, I'm dead. I don't care. I'm coming. I'm coming back to hang with Hades. Bye. Can, you let, can I taste something, please? I, I, I can't do it. I'm dead. Like, this means nothing to me. I'm dead. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Anyway, so you think everything's all, all peachy, you know, the curse has been lifted, but it hasn't really because Orestes, he feels quite guilty about what he's done, even though he's been, a, you oh. know, he was, he was told by Apollo, given the Apollo's thumbs up, that he was the right thing to do. He still feels pretty bad about it. Now, uh, That's how accounts, you know he's a good guy. He's thinking well, about it. He's thinking about it deep. Oh, well, you could say the right thing. Oh. Yeah. You could say that, or you could say it was the, 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 the eternal furies. If you know anything about the furies in Greek mythology, they're, they're fate. Furies. They're, they're the fate. They're, they're, they're horrible little things, and they pursue, and they're, they're harrying him for years. Oh, yes. Yep. Are yeah. they from the movie? Uh, from this movie, yeah. They're the ones with the, they're the comic oh, relief. The they're too the good. Face. So they, they, they're harrying him. They're giving him shit for, you know, you killed your family. You, 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 you committed murder in the family. Your shit. Fuck it. I'm just seeing the Hercules characters. So this yep. is fantastic. They're, they're giving it to <laughs> him. Yeah. So at some stage, uh, so at some point, um, you know, Orestes goes uh, insane. So not, not good. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you've got the Furies no. at you. You're going to lose your mind a little bit. But he, he finds his sister, Electra, and he begs him to go and see, or take him to go and see the Oracle at Delphi. Oh. Um, you know, that's where Apollo hangs out or that's where you can talk to Apollo and Apollo once again assures him. He's like, don't worry about it, mate. It'll all be well. I'll make sure this whole thing gets cured. Don't you worry. So he, Apollo sends Orestes to Athens to stand trial before Athena herself, goddess of wisdom, you know, the chaste, the virgin goddess of wisdom, son, oh, sorry, daughter of Zeus herself sprung from his head. So she's, she's got Mm -hmm. the wisdom and she goes ahead pretty much straight away and acquits him. So Orestes is fine. He's been cleared. Uh, and, yeah, She's and with the behaviour for a little while. Or yeah, and, and, she, service? No, not not even, not even. With the power of her word, she tells the Furies to fuck off and lifts the curse entirely. Nice. So, so the curse that's plagued. Yeah. Wow, that took a while. Yeah, well, the, the, the curse that's, the curse that's plagued him and, and his family for generations just dawn. Athena. Athena in the, the Athena in the arena, boom. Mm, watch out. Yeah. Athena, so, Athena. Is that what you meant? <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> that's it. The curse is gone. That's it. That's curse is done. The saga is ended. So happy days. All you need is oh, if, in, if in doubt, go to Athena. Yeah, just go chat to the gods. Yeah. Them, you know. Yeah. So uh, I, do, I did like the stewing. A lot of stewing. <laughs> People would go away for a while, and it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Stew. No, but they would stew about it, and then they'd come oh, back. Oh, they'd always that, come yeah. back. Yeah, nothing. Uh, no, nothing. Gets, always come gets, back. Nothing gets let down lightly. Um, it's fake yeah, We can't so, forget our, um, you know, the random guy, the poor guys that got uh, a tough deal. Like everybody, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> the guy that got oh. marooned for just doing his job. Is <laughs> in a tough spot. Oh yeah. Oh, shout out! Shout out to any lady in this in this story. Yeah, yeah, that was a rough one. Oh man, rough one really for bad. the ladies. Uh, oh well, but yeah, how do you how do you feel? I'm sure the next stories will be much better <laughs> for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I feel wow, just Greek mythology.
Leaves a taste. What a story. <laughs> yeah. What a saga. It was a saga. Well, that's it. That's all done. We'll have to uh, we'll tee up for the next that episode. That Yep, that's it. Donezo. Beautiful. All right, so that's one saga down. Yes. So thanks for joining us for the uh, the curse of the House of Atreus. There we go. Now I know. Um, I don't know what we'll do next. Well, I'm all over this subject. Yeah, I don't know what we'll do next, but we'll do something next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to A Little History. Uh, we're an independent podcast, so it would truly be wonderful if you could uh, like or follow us wherever you're hearing A Little History today. Uh, and feel free to leave a comment below as well. Now, if you want to get in touch, uh, have any suggestions for future episodes, or you just want to send in your love, send it to a little history podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under A Little History Podcast. All right, we'll see you next time.